Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have gone underground, taken on secret identities in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks in each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unvarnished views on the air, so we disguise our voices and they'll never know. This week we look at the August... uh, I think probably the well, early. It's an early August. Issue. Early August is it the seventh? Well, feel anyway, obligated to so people know which value line. It's to the look August seventh issue. Uh, August seventh, two thousand nine. But before we get to that, I have a couple of important caveats. Please listen up, everybody. So first, this show is for entertainment purposes only, and that's not a guarantee. Uh, and It'll secondly, pick up in a moment. Hang yeah, in perhaps. Maybe this is the slow part of the show. <laughs> it is. Uh, and then a lot of conflicts of interest. We have a lot of conflicts. We could own these stocks. Dizzying. We may not. Now, as listeners know, I do disclose if I own a stock or don't. But as we know, Vern doesn't always disclose. But that's why I'm just telling you we probably might. I'm actually going we, to disclose yeah, something. But who can trust what you say after that <laughs> bad event from last week? Uh, and then we may be completely uninformed. We are just kicking back after work. We've yeah, got value lines. Yeah, that's called the idiot caveat. And, uh, you know, we're reading it. But, again, my vision's blurry at this point in the day. And uh, we're, it's after hours. So, you know, what have you. Take it for what it's worth. I'm going to be back at the back half of the show to talk about, as I do every week, three terrific value ideas. This week I'm going to compare and contrast Dollar Tree with Family Dollar. Uh, talk about TJX, wow. which I've talked about before, a nice value retailer. It was all retail this week, in fact, wasn't it, Vern? Mostly, yeah. A little too much retail. It's for retail my or retail And then finally, apparel, uh, something I think shoes, really could work. And some electric utilities. Pacific Sunwear. But before I get to all that, with a medium amount of ado, Vern Value. Vern? Thanks, Val. Appreciate sure. that. You want to have a toast? Or no, no, I don't. Okay, good. <laughs> but thanks for asking. Yeah, I didn't either. I just was going to see if you did. <laughs> I just wanted I to see don't. how long you'd wave that glass yeah, at me. All right. uh, before we uh, before we get on onto the, uh, I mean, really the the, the high the high the quality show. value ideas this week. Um, I, I want to close out a position in Tween Brands. This is symbol TWB on page twenty two twenty three which is very close to being alliterative or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're being bought by Dress Barn. We bought it and recommended it in February. Actually, recommended it. Don't I bought say it we, shortly Vern. after I that. I don't get, you know, are All you right, going to close well, off then. your position in yeah. uh, Sam I, Adams? I, you know, I sold it like under 7, but uh, today it was 724. Yeah. And the, uh, the exchange Vern. value, because Dress Barn's been going up. Uh, Everything's so been going I, you know, up. Right? I don't know what is going on here. but uh, I'll just say this, my friend. If you I, own this, cash it out, baby. I post my ideas online. Um, Val's best picks right on the website. www.thevalueguys.com. Well, By the way, I didn't mention Download that all the podcasts I that we've ever done. I didn't mention yeah. that our important, most important caveats are at www.thevalueguys.com. My attorney says I have to say that. Oh, well, you, yeah. where you'll learn more about us. More about us. See photos of us and stuff like that. And uh, we have bios. 
And there's, there. you know, all of Val's stock picks for like the well, last year. Well, just my year. favorite, my best idea every yeah. few weeks. Okay. It's getting more green now. Yeah, it's more thankfully. like every week, I think. I've looked at it. It's every, no, I don't put every week. You won't week find mine there, there unfortunately. No. But. no, we don't. No. Um, anyway, so. getting on to the high-quality <laughs> so. uh, stock idea segment of the so, show. So, Vern, I'm getting Now sleepy. that we've burned uh, like five minutes or something like that. Listeners know they can just skip ahead for some good Vern, yeah, some right. Val ideas. Yeah, right. Parachute right in at the, about the four-minute mark. Anyway, uh, my first one is something called BJ's Wholesale Clubs. Um, I've never thought about owning this in the past because... Well, frankly, it's always been a lot more expensive than it is right now. But um, so now if you've never heard of them, they are a warehouse club uh, retailer with 180 clubs as of January this year, I guess all in the eastern U.S. So uh, apparently growth potential is, I mean... I mean, to somewhat, to some extent, limited. unlimited. But unlimited. They have the well. They have the rest of the country at a minimum to think about. Uh, they apparently have been everywhere. adding uh, grocery. They're the number three warehouse club operator behind Costco and Sam's Club, and they've been taking business from grocery stores apparently, hmm. uh, as they sell, as all you know, warehouse clubs do in large bulk. The yeah, per sure. unit price is I a lot cheaper. I how many of those companies you, know, you, you need. I, I mean, if it, it, like toilet paper, you're going to eventually use however much you buy. It's just a question of whether you got a place big enough to keep all this stuff to make it, you know, worth the effort. But uh, and yeah. apparently, BJ's uh, to attract more um, shoppers has been bringing names like Subway and Dunkin' Donuts into their um, ah, the food courts in their whole draw the clubs. traffic I like Very that smart. you know the other thing I like I like the fact huh. that I look at 10 years of history of this company on the revenue line courtesy of value line which by the way if we haven't mentioned recently we think is a fabulous product Are and they if you haven't you noticed for- no no but I think if you go to the website right now they're running a 50 percent off deal on uh, on a trial subscription. If I find out you're getting a check, I'm not. I'm, be I'm upset. not. I'm just What's with you. You know, for for the uh, especially for the beginning investor, this is a great way to get an introduction to a very wide variety of stocks. Uh, yeah, uh, well, of course. You okay. know, with a, a terrific one-page but, summary. Anyway, I see uninterrupted growth on the top line, and I don't see any notation here in the description of the business about any acquisition. So it's apparently all organic. Over that period of time, their operating margin, which at one time was north of 5%, has apparently plunged as low as 3, three years ago, a little over 3 last year. But according to the value line people, they think it's headed up. Um, I'm not sure. Some of that could be mixed, you know. Well, some of this could be gasoline prices, yeah, right. which, you know, they've also st- or started. Or big screens TVs. That they have 102, 102 of the 180 clubs have gas stations. They're in 15 states, according to according to this. And the thing that gets me here is, well, you know, in the uh, significant recovery we've had in the market, um, I'm really interested in names that have badly underperformed that move. And this stock, thanks to Value Line's relative performance chart, shows that the stock, although it's up from its lows uh, earlier this year, is uh, you know really hasn't participated in. Uh, market's recovery. And so you can buy this for seven times cash flow. There is no debt here. So I've got a retailer actually with no balance sheet issues that I can see. 
And uh, with a $1.7 billion market cap at a stock price uh, under $33, Value Line's looking for EBITDA to stabilize around $360 million. That's less than a five times multiple for a company that apparently has a solid uh, history of performance. Back when their uh, operating margins were in the fives, this is prior to 2003, they had uh, return on capital approaching 20%, but it's been consistently in a 12-13 range ever since um, with their operating margins having uh, moderated a little bit recently. So that suggests that they've been able to uh, offset some of the damage by uh, asset turnover or asset efficiency. I, you know, It may just be accounting for all I know. But anyway, this looks really interesting, and it looked really interesting to me when I took a look at Costco, who's the next larger competitor, or the, I guess the largest competitor. They have uh, 407 stores in the U.S., 76 in Canada, and another looks like 3570 or so around the world, including in Mexico. And this one is eight times EBITDA versus 4.8 for BJ. So first, you know, for a more sophisticated trailer, uh, trader, there's a pair trade there. But, um, I mean, why doesn't Costco, which apparently is based in Issaquah, Washington, and uh, it has 407 stores in the U.S., but is continuing to build new ones, why don't they uh, buy BJ's at some kind of a premium to share for shareholders and arbitrage the difference in the valuations, especially considering return on capital at Costco runs under 12 and it's running north of 12 at BJ's. I'm neutral, maybe with a, uh, with a premium. They may have completely different systems, integration problems, market. Well, eventually you know, you're going you're gonna to run out of the ability to grow organically in well, the footprint you uh, have. So, by Lowe's, so what you are know? you just going to go out? Well, but these are, I mean, BJ's only has revenue of $10 billion, Costco $70 billion. This isn't exactly going to stretch Costco's like balance sheet. In, in the dollar store industry, they have a $20 Fred's, billion. Fred's, which is a little. This is $20 billion enterprise value versus under yeah. $2 billion. Something so, about uh, it. Anyway, I like it as a takeout. Uh, so. That's one, but uh, even just on its own merits, I mean, compared with uh, Costco, it looks really attractive to me. And my next one is uh, an apparel company that I've recommended in the past. I don't think any time recently, so I don't remember exactly when. But, um, you know, that's something if you really want to know, you can uh, dig up or we can help you find. Just let us know. Just email us. But And by the way, I was thinking that, you know, we ought to offer to people that we'd be happy to, if they know that a certain stock is going to be in, an issue coming up in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and they really would like us to comment on it. They ought to yeah. send us Why an email. Why don't you give out your uh, email address, Vern? Uh, because I can't remember the yeah. stupid uh-huh. thing. It's vern.value at yahoo.com. Thank you. Or vern dot vern at the value guys dot com. Yeah, thank you. And so you'll be Everybody getting that, that email. He won't open my email. He doesn't. I don't think know how to get into his email. Oh, I do too. I answer every email. Val at the and I and I'll account. answer yours as yeah, well. If you, but you don't open your email. Anyway, if VF Corp, is, you know the name means nothing. This is the company that owns. Uh, well, they have a twenty percent share of the U.S. jeans market with both Lee and Wrangler. Then they also own Nautica, and the North Face. And they apparently have been having a lot of su- success recently with a niche brand called Vans, uh, along with a handful of others. Uh, anyway, this is uh, this is pretty. Like, this is like the upper middle class, if you will, of the apparel world. I think is 
the way I might characterize it. Very efficient operator, consistently generates uh, mid-teens return on capital, a little bit of leverage recently, 24% debt to cap, a uh, little bit of leverage turns into 15 to 20% ROEs. Um, this thing at recently at $66 is trading at almost a 20% discount to market, according to Value Line, yielding over 3.5% which I think you have to look at very interesting. This is a company that has uh, not grown every year in the last 10, but uh, suffered no more than a, what, less than 15% peak to trough um, decline in the last recession. Value Line's forecasting this year that their EBITDA will be down, what, 14%. So I guess there's room for this to be optimistic much like there's room for any of the estimates at this point. We don't really know where the economy is going to bottom. But um, at, at this valuation, with EBITDA down significantly from peak. I think it has bottomed. I've got an $8.4 billion enterprise value. Again, with moderate leverage, there's some cash on the balance sheet. With about a billion of EBITDA, so I've got a roughly uh, 8.6, 8.7 times enterprise value multiple. Not quite as cheap as I'd like to see. But this is a company that may show you some uh, interesting breakout growth potential because they've started opening what they call mono-brand stores. These are stores that feature a single brand out of the portfolio. They're uh, rolling out Wrangler shop-in shops in the mass market channel, but they've got the North Face and Vans actually opening stores that are just North Face stores, for example. Uh, these, are, these are opportunities, that I think, because they're uh, so early in the process, Really have some uh, really have some potential legs to them, uh, so I like the yield I'm getting. Uh, as long as um, I don't have to spend a lot of capital for these stores. Oh, I forgot. I'm going to lease them all. Um, well, then uh, I shouldn't have any trouble funding well, you still this. Need a balance sheet. Uh, in a very interesting growth opportunity, especially in a world where uh, commercial real estate holders are desperate for uh, new. I don't know. Uh, for new tenants. Brands, so I think there's I an opportunity know. here for to get some really prime real estate at some attractive prices time, help fuel their growth. And then my last one, but I only see I only need 30 seconds for El Paso Electric. This may be contrary. Really? This may be contrarian. This is a dividend. This is a utility with no dividend yield, right? So it's all a question of uh, capital appreciation. The stock's down over 40% from its peak in 2007. It's in, re, in part, of course, because it doesn't have a dividend to help cushion the yield. But they filed for their their earnings are way down. But yeah. um, this thing sells for they, they're looking at you're looking at four dollars of cash flow in a fifteen dollars stock, and they're uh, they filed a rate case in uh, New Mexico. I'm sorry, they operate in uh, uh, Rio Grande Valley in western Texas and southern New Mexico. El Paso and Las Cruces are their primary markets. I like that because I, I'm thinking that organized resistance to the rate cases be more difficult to muster in these kind of secondary markets. Yeah, right. And the you're, economic you're, fundamentals for El Paso are terrific. Yeah. Well, this, uh, right. this area has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the Southwest, in just, part because of a very now. industrious local... Hey, I know, I'm finishing up for yeah. uh, local workforce. So uh, if we can settle our immigration issues... You're probably talking about economic boom, ta uh, boom times for El Paso. So take a chance on EE, and I'm sorry okay. I ran over. Wow, El and, Paso. Uh, so with a, Excellent. A, 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 a little bit of indebtedness to your so, uh, cheers. good nature.
I'll turn it over uh, to you. I don't know. I wouldn't go there, really. I don't know that I have a good nature exactly. Oh, I think our listeners uh, know you right. do. All right, Val Hughes, and uh, I'm going to get right to the point. Come on, everybody, I've give got, him a hand. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to get right to the point. That's uh, something I like to do with three good value ideas. First up, and I do go in page number order. And Not then me. I tell you the page number. No, I'm proudly so independent. You can look it up if you'd like to. Dollar Tree on page 2136. Dollar Tree, this issue was all retailers. And, you know, I've been talking about needs, not wants. And, um, and a lot of these retailers have recovered, you know, 50% um, of, the, of the move from the high to the low. In other words, they're up 100% in the last three months. And I have owned a couple of these. Uh, I think Coldwater Creek we've talked about, which I don't believe is in this issue. Yes, oh, it is. it is. But, you know, it's doubled. So I'm looking through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff's doubled, even though it's needs not once. I'm going to say that uh, these two stocks, Dollar Tree and Family Dollar, are worth a look. They're, they're up, but they're not up as much as some of these companies that were left for dead because they were never left for dead. And the theme is is that, you know, we're still in a period of, uh, you know... Rising su- unemployment? Well, unemployment, subdued income growth, taxes are going up. So, in other words, stretching your dollar on your basic household needs is still going to be in vogue. And I've got 30 years of data that shows department stores losing share. That's old news. But uh, these dollar stores are holding their own against guys like Walmart because it's just bare bones. And they have innovations like... Things like coolers that attract people. You know, they're in neighborhoods where this is the sort of thing that helps. They've been so far behind technologically that even getting computers or electronic cash machines was a big innovation as recently, and I'm not joking, as 10, 15 years ago. So uh, these companies are in areas where it's all about just the basics, and they both put up, you know, roughly mid to upper 30s gross margin, they have uh, medium-sized stores. It doesn't say here, but I'm going to say they probably have 8,000 square foot stores. You know, not huge. Um, they both bring about. How big is that? Like a drug store? Uh, yeah, a medium drug store, not a big drug store. Um, you know, what is it? 8,000. What's the, what's the square root of that? 30. 30. So that's, that's 900, though. Burns. Oh, that would only be... Yeah, so that's a little short. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, uh, back to the story. Family Dollar has 6,000 stores. Dollar General has 4,000. Dollar Tree has 4,000 stores. The stats are so close here. Return on capital for Dollar Tree, 16%, 17% 90%. for Family Dollar. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Both these stocks, Dollar Tree rated 1, Family Dollar rated 2, I'm rarely in sync with value line ratings. I am now because the relative performance here has been decent, and that's one of their drivers. I like Family Dollar better. It's a little cheaper. It's rated two by value line, so it hasn't had quite as much momentum, and that's the interesting thing I look for when you have a compare and contrast like this. You might be drawn to Dollar Tree because they have a little higher gross margin. Well, Actually, I'd be drawn to Family Dollar because they can copy Dollar Tree and get a little higher gross margin than they have, and that gives them higher growth. Same on return on capital. Uh, Family Dollar, you know, is uh, actually they're a little ahead on that. 
Let's see. The other thing is stores. Well, that's good. Yeah, it is good. The point is these things are very close, and I'm just picking the cheaper one. Uh, they got a little better return on capital, not by much, by a point. It's seven times EBITDA. That's a, you know, call it a uh, uh, 14%, 14% return cash on, on cash, cash return. paid for the business. They're going to gain share from traditional stores because there are a lot of value. And one stat I wanted to pass along to listeners was when you look at a 36% gross margin, that means there were $63.5 of cost and they sold something for 100 bucks. And so if you take one over 0.635, you're going to see the markup. And in this case, uh, their markup is, if I do the math on that, about 40%, which means they're getting a pretty good margin Closer here for convenience. Um, at 33, it would be 50. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think this is sustainable. Very stable numbers going way back. Family dollar and Dollar Tree. You know what? I wrote down the page number of the contrast, not the actual one. Family dollar, 2137, everyone. Thank God that. he told All us. All right, next up. And this one is my, I think, big opportunity this week. Big. Big. And why am I saying that? This stock has not yet gone up as much as it may go up. Now, it is up from $0.70 cents to $3, so I guess it has you know, quadrupled in that sense. But it was at $29 in 2005. Sales were a billion three then. They're a billion now. Uh, gross margin was 40 then. It's 33 now. So they have been under pressure, and a needs-not-want economy. You know, Pacific Sunwear, they sell stuff you don't need, really. Now, here's something I'm going to say on the show, values. I think we're moving into a period where the stocks that work, because a lot of needs have worked, a lot of recovery. I think we're moving into a period, yes, I dare to say it, Vern, wants, not oh, needs. No. You yes. should have told me. Yes. And needs, let's see, how am I doing yeah, here? I don't know what you got over there. Well, I got I got okay. Nautica and North Face. Wants? That sounds like a want. Yeah, you're okay then. And BJ's they, Wholesale. That might be a need. Being taken out by Costco. That's not happening. Because Costco you can't grow anymore. Customers. Because we've gone to wants. You let them go bankrupt and you buy their you know, gonna go empty bankrupt. shells. Yeah, you don't need to buy them. Okay, okay. back to Pacific Sunwear. Here's oh, the please. deal. These guys are still putting up $16 a share in sales, stock at 3 Because why? I don't know. Maybe they're not selling anything. Maybe they're losing money. Maybe their equity is going down. Okay, all true. However, here's what I'm looking at. They have $350 million in equity, no debt. When I look at the money they've lost, it doesn't add up to anywhere near Three hundred and fifty million. The biggest number is a loss of thirty-nine million, and I don't have to check the videotape to know that a lot of that's non-cash for stores that didn't work or what have you, uh, contracts that didn't pan out, etc. So they're not going to go broke. And what are the chances? You've walked past Pacific Sun, where everyone's so scared, Value Line doesn't even have a rating. Okay, there's fear in this one, and that's what I like. Pacific Sun, where we're going to get back to wants, not needs. It's a big world. Productivity growth times population growth, that's growth of world GDP. It's all going to come back just like it has in the past. These guys have a long way to move 
Their sales are going to come around. They're going to have some fashion hits. Suddenly their margin's going to be back. They're going to be making money, and the stock's going to be at 10 or 15 bucks from three. What does Value Line like about it? Nothing. That's the point. Uh, they're not doing that well. Profity, profitability seems a long way off. Comp store sales decline of 18%. All the retailers that doubled today, like Talbot's, was up 25% today. Why? Because they were terrible last year. Worse than this. And now they're recovering. And Pacific Sunwear will as well. Page 2211, Pacific Sunwear. Don't do any more work. Just buy it. That's all you have to know. Okay. Entertainment purposes uh, This is serious, only. serious business. Only. But do, do read only. our disclosures. His character anyway, was suggesting. TJS, I would buy this in the shop, Vern. Unlike you, I speak the truth on the show. I do not own what it. What do you mean you I, speak the truth I and tell I tell you if I, I'm just telling you, this is one I do not own. This is not an entertainment-only view. It's a real view, Vern. A real view. I don't own any of the do stocks I look like I'm talked acting? about today. Do I look like I'm acting? Okay, next up, TJX. I've done this one before. You look positively poor you, sign. What? Is that how you I say it? I'm try, I've got no time. Would you let me do this? If, I, if you pull I'm our XML code into Excel, everything loads up by ticker or into Internet Explorer, TJX, these guys are off-price retailers. They put up a 33 34% return on capital. They're trading at uh, a market P.E. They grow faster than the market. They're gaining share as people realize they don't have to pay full price. And they own both Marshalls and TJ Maxx. So when you know the brands overmake different lines hoping for hits, they end up having to sell to TJX at a discount. That's part of their strategy. TJX takes advantage of that. And they're having some success internationally right now. They've got a long-time margin of 9%, 10%. It's high enough for them to make decent money, but low enough to keep other people out of the business. It was a huge coup maybe 10 years ago when they bought Marshalls, and their margins started improving and have been sustainable at these levels. And I think that... Uh, well, now yeah. that the stock's back up to trend line, what's the opportunity? Well, the opportunity is for it to continue to go higher, uh, Vern. So... Yeah, it has recovered, no, and I time. own this, by you're the way, and I time. have recommended this. If you go back to an old show, uh, we have recommended this at vastly lower prices, but I'm going to stick with it. That's on page 2219. There's your tank They have a lot thing. of cash as well. I just am running out of time, maybe three bucks of cash. Value Line thinks they're going to grow 10%. Uh, my enterprise value to EBITDA here, I didn't calculate, but it looks like it's around, uh, what? Four. My favorite idea? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> my my favorite idea, I guess I'd have to say, hmm, my favorite idea. What? I think it'd be BJ's. You broke me away for this hemming and hawing? BJ's Wholesale. What are you? The symbol is BJ. Do you have a favorite yeah, idea, Yeah, my favorite Val? this week, obviously, is Pacific Sun, where everyone, P-S-U-N, thank you for listening.